I want to welcome you to Living Life. Today we're going to be finishing up this small book called Haggai. In fact, it's the smallest book in the Old Testament. And so what we have here is the writings of a minor prophet. Now, minor does not mean that his message is not important. It's just that in comparison to the size of his writing, it doesn't match up to the major prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah. But there is, an, a, there is a very important message for us here. And let's keep that in mind because what we think about is as of utmost importance. I mean, what's on our mind and what we think about God is very important. And so, like when we pray the Lord's Prayer and we say, Hallowed be thy name, I mean, we're saying, God, may you be treasured and may we think about you the way you really are. May you be known for how big and glorious you are and the all-sufficiency of you and that there's gloriously joyous love in the very being of who you are. But we can get distracted and we can get thinking about God in wrong ways and we can enter into sin and our character can actually have an impact on our worship because worship is anchored to character and we're going to see that in our text today but we're also going to see how God is a God who loves to bless his people let's keep that in mind as we now turn to God's holy word Haggai chapter 2 verses 10 through 23. On the 24th day of the ninth month in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Asks the priests what the law says. If someone carries consecrated meat in the fold of their garment, and that fold touches some bread or stew, some wine, olive oil, or other food, does it become consecrated? The priests answered no. Then Haggai said, If a person defiled by contact with a dead body touches one of these things, does it become defiled? Yes, the priests replied, it becomes defiled. Then Haggai said, So it is with this people and this nation in my sight, declares the Lord. Whatever they do and whatever they offer there is defiled. Now give careful thought to this from this day on. Consider how things were before one stone was laid on another in the Lord's temple. When anyone came to a heap of twenty measures, there were only ten. When anyone went to a wine vat to draw fifty measures, there were only twenty. I struck all the work of your hands with blight, mildew, and hail, yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. From this day on, from this twenty-fourth day of the ninth month, give careful thought to the day when the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. 
give careful thought. Is there yet any seed left in the barn? Until now, the vine and the fig tree, the pomegranate and the olive tree have not borne fruit. From this day on, I will bless you. The word of the Lord came to Haggai a second time on the 24th day of the month. Tell Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, that I am going to shake the heavens and the earth. I will overturn royal thrones and shatter the power of the foreign kingdoms. I will overthrow chariots and their drivers. Horses and their riders will fall, each by the sword of his brother. On that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will take you, my servant Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel, declares the Lord, and I will make you like my signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord Almighty. So here in our text, we see, especially towards the beginning, that there's this infectious power of sin. I mean, it can really just have an effect even on our worship of God. And so, yes, the people of God, they have been selfish. They have been paying attention to their own houses and not the house of the Lord. They've really lived with ingratitude. I mean, here is a God who brought them back out of exile, back to the homeland, back to the promised land, and they're to rebuild the temple. It's 520 BC, and the people of God are needing to hear this word from the Lord. And so this idea of the infectious power of sin can be seen in verse 14, where the Lord declares, whatever they do and whatever they offer there is defiled. Yeah, the worship would be defiled because of their selfishness and ingratitude. We can see that throughout holy history that God has us anchor worship to character. For example, about 200 years before this time, with another minor prophet named Amos, God spoke to the people and said, I don't want it, your worship. It sounds horrible. The sacrifices are not acceptable. And it's not because they were doing them wrongly. I mean, the actual acts or the singing, it's not because it was out of tune. It was because their own lives were out of tune with the will of God. When they left the time of worship, they were doing immoral things and their business practices were anything but what God would say is true and right and just. And that's why God would say, let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. And if you get your life back in order, then yes, your worship would be acceptable. Well, now we come to uh, Haggai's time, and it's still true. Our worship is anchored to our character. But the people are going to rebuild the temple. They will be faithful. They are going to be strong and work. And God says to them that he is going to bless them. I just love the verse 19 of our text where God says, from this day on, I will bless you. And I just want to pause and have us reflect on that in our own lives. 
I want you to hear God say to you, as you're moving forward in your life with him, he says, from this day forward, I will bless you. And that might take you right to that day of your conversion, when you had salvation, when God gave you that faith, you responded to him. And of course, you could hear him saying, from this day forward, I will bless you. But then you could even go further back in your life, all the way back to your conception or your birth. And what a gift it was that God gave you life, breath, all things. And so you might hear God saying, from this day on, I will bless you. But you know, we could go even further back in time. Let's go back to the cross there on Calvary that Jesus would pay the price for your salvation. That what he did there would reconcile you to God the Father. And you could be declared righteous and forgiven. And so maybe it's like you could hear God say to you today, from this day on, I will bless you. That he has made it all possible for you to have a life with him. But you know, we could even go even further back. We could go to creation itself. That there, God created us because he wanted to. I mean, it is, was out of his sheer word and wisdom and will that he created us. And he created us for his glory and to have relationship with him. He wanted to share his gloriously joyous love with you. And so we could hear God say, from this day on, from just creation itself, I will bless you because you are my child and I love you with an everlasting love. So today, as you think about God's blessing upon your life, move forward now in your own life of faith. Take that step of faith. No compromise. Let's just move forward, trusting God with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength. And let's stay connected to him. And let's be a part of his kingdom work and all to his glory and our joy. So as we close our Living Life devotion today, and we come now to the end of this wonderful book in our Bible called Haggai, I don't want us to miss this last verse. And what's there is amazing. It's talking about this man named Zerubbabel. And we're told here by God, he said, I will make you like my signet ring, for I have chosen you. And what we have here is that this one is going to be renewing this line of David and that the messianic line would continue that had been interrupted there in the exile, that it's going to continue and God is going to fulfill his promise and that the Messiah would come through the line of David. 
And you can read about this in Matthew chapter 1, those opening verses that have the genealogy of Jesus. Take a look. There's Zerubbabel right there in the middle of the genealogy. Again, just showing us that our God is faithful and he wants to bless his people. Let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful that indeed you are a good God and that you love to bless your people. Heavenly Father, as we continue to make our way through this life, Lord, we have to be honest. There are just so many times when we can turn our back on you. And Father, we can get into things that we shouldn't do. And Father, we know that that does affect our worship. So Father, we want to turn back to you. Father, we want to follow Jesus every step of the way, our true Messiah, our Savior, our Lord. And so Father, increase our faith, our hope, our trust, and our confidence in Jesus Christ. We thank you and praise you in his name. Amen. 이 프로그램은 시청자 여러분의 소중한 후원으로 제작됩니다. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer, CGM.